Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am The Alarmist. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the tragic life of the real Pocahontas. Here's what you need to know. Of the wind, can you paint with all the colors of the wind? I'm sorry to break it to you, but most of what Disney has told you about Pocahontas is not true. For starters, Pocahontas wasn't even her actual name, she wasn't technically a princess. 
There's a lot of unlearning and then relearning that has to happen to undo the damage history has done on this Native American woman's life shrouded in myth. Let's get to it. Born around 1596 in Werowakamoko, near present-day Jamestown, Virginia, Pocahontas was given the name Amanute at birth. Privately, she went by the name Matoaka. But it was her nickname, Pocahontas, meaning playful one, given to her because of her curious nature, that she would come to be known by. Pocahontas was the daughter of Chief Powhatan, paramount chief of over 30 Algonquian-speaking tribes, with a population totaling 25,000 at its height. Little is known about Pocahontas' mother, but historians theorize she died during childbirth. It was customary for the paramount chief to have multiple wives from his different tribes. Pocahontas was just one of about 30 of his children. While not technically a princess, she was the daughter of a powerful man and was believed to have been one of her father's favorites. When the English arrived at Jamestown in May of 1607, Pocahontas would have been about 11 years old. At first, the English struggled immensely at Jamestown. It was the Powhatans who came to the English's aid and traded their food for the English's metal. They also tried in many instances to teach them how to grow food. Historians believe Pocahontas would have been part of the group of convoys sent to take food to the colonists. It was then that Pocahontas would have come in contact with Captain John Smith. Events that occurred around this time would inspire the myths surrounding Pocahontas and Smith. Smith was captured by Powhatan's brother and brought to the chief to be killed. By Smith's account, two large stones were placed on the ground and his head was forced upon them. Just when he was about to be clubbed to death, Pocahontas rushed to him and put her head atop his, intervening to save his life. Later, Powhatan told him he was part of the tribe and he was allowed to return to Jamestown. Historians have debated Smith's claim that Pocahontas saved his life, and many believe it's quite probable that this was simply a tribal ritual of adoption, since Smith was later accepted as a member. And for the record, Pocahontas would have been 11 or 12 when all of this happened. So, sorry Disney fans, there was no love affair between the two of them. After Smith's induction into the tribe, there was a period of peace between the two factions. As she was seen as a sign of peace, Pocahontas continued to accompany convoys to deliver messages from her father and food to the starving colonists. Pocahontas is believed to have helped Smith learn some of the Algonquian language, and she herself quickly became bilingual. In 1608, after the death of various leaders, John Smith was elected governor of the Jamestown colony. In an attempt to procure help, Smith negotiated with the local tribes to obtain food for his group and return for weapons. But the Virginia company who oversaw the colonies forbid this, and Smith was not able to follow through with his promise to the Powhatans. Then, in 1608 to 1609, a drought occurred and food became scarce. The English demanded the Powhatans give them food, but the Powhatans, who were struggling to feed their own people, refused. Colonists burned the local tribe's villages to the ground and threatened even more violence. At this point, Pocahontas stopped coming around the English settlement, and Smith, due to a gunpowder wound, was sent back to England. Around 1610, Pocahontas married Cocoam, likely a member of the Padawamex, and the couple soon had a child. 
However, in 1613, Pocahontas was kidnapped when Captain Samuel Argall invited her aboard his ship. She was then taken to Jamestown, where the English settlers tried to get a ransom of corn, prisoners, and a peace treaty. Powhatan agreed to most of the terms, but some were left to be negotiated. Pocahontas, in return, was made to believe that her father no longer cared for her and had refused the terms of her release. She was then sent to the Henrico settlement up the river, near present-day Richmond. There, she was taught English customs and religion by the Anglican minister Alexander Whitaker. It was also under the instruction of Whitaker that Pocahontas met widower John Ralph. By English accounts, the pair were in love. Who knows? A year into her captivity, Sir Thomas Dale, the new deputy governor of Virginia, took Pocahontas and 150 men back to Powhatan to demand the rest of her ransom. There was a confrontation and the English killed Native American men and burned villages to the ground. When Pocahontas sent word to her father that she wanted to marry John Rolfe, he consented. In 1614, Pocahontas converted to Christianity and was baptized with the name Rebecca. In April 1614, she married John Ralph, a marriage which was viewed as a peacemaking event. Ralph went on to save the Virginia colony by cultivating tobacco, a feat likely aided by his new wife. Pocahontas also bore a son named Thomas, and in 1616, the Ralphs set sail for England. Once in London, Lady Rebecca Ralph, as she was referred to after her marriage, was treated like royalty. As by English standards, she was a princess. She was granted an audience with King James I and the royal family. In March 1617, the Ralphs boarded a ship back to Virginia, but shortly after, Pocahontas became severely ill, possibly from dysentery or pneumonia, though there are no records of her symptoms. The ship stopped to try to get help for the ailing Pocahontas, but she died shortly after disembarking. She was buried in England in St. George's Church on March 21, 1617. Fun Facts, a.k.a. Death Stats Pocahontas was born around 1596 and died in 1617, approximately at the age of 22. According to Biography.com, like many Algonquian-speaking Virginia natives of the period, Pocahontas probably had several names to be used in various contexts. Early in her life, she was called Matitoac, but was later known as Amanute. The name Pocahontas was used in childhood, probably in a casual or family context. Disney's Pocahontas came out in Today we have producer Amanda Lund. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Alarmy. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hello, hello. And our very special guest today is actor and good friend of ours, Chloe Wepper. Hi, Chloe. Hello. Hello. I'm so happy to be here. 
we're so happy to have you. And we're going to jump into how Disney has really um, screwed us up. Uh, But before that, I just I want to start the show by asking you, what is an anxiety that you're currently having? What's something that's, you know, really has you alarmed these days? Uh, Sharks. I've always Mm. been very, very terrified of sharks. Uh, Yeah. And it's funny that you, like you said today, as if I should have like an up-to-date anxiety, but it's always been and always will be sharks. Every morning you wake up. So I'm so scared of them. Now, this is interesting. uh, And I feel like I've actually heard you talk about this before now. Uh, I'm not surprised. I'm recalling. um, It's interesting because you're from Miami as well. Yeah. And yeah. perhaps perhaps it's because like sharks feel real when you're from Miami. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, are they going to come in the pool? Like, no. But that's also a fear that I have is that my pool would have one. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Pool sharks. You're just classic <laughs> pool shark. I would skip the shark part in the aquarium. Like I just it is a phobia that is. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. But as far as alarming, I just found out yesterday that Jeremy Renner has a recording, a music recording career. <laughs> I'm sorry. Who broke Did the everyone know this? Who broke the news? <laughs> and that's I, alarming I, to you. It was so alarming. <laughs> it doesn't give me anxiety, but I was shaken to my core. I saw the music video. Um and I just, I'm very, people said yes around, you know, I mean, I, and I don't, I don't want to like, I don't want to judge any of it, but I was alarmed by just by the concept of him being a full on recording artist. How could this As well happened? as, Who let yeah, as well happen? as like a Marvel superhero. I am so interested to hear Rebecca's segue from Jeremy Renner's <laughs> recording album into back into Pocahontas. So let's just give okay, her some space well, here. Well, I already have happened. one. But Here's the thing. <laughs> Things that shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. The, the knowledge we have of Pocahontas, it shouldn't be because it's incorrect. Right. And uh, perhaps Jeremy Renner's career even though you haven't heard any of his songs yet. That's right. That's right. But perhaps <laughs> it's just not right. It just doesn't know? feel right. <laughs> it's two two worlds that two collided. Two worlds colliding. Oh, he's, colonialism. These are your words, not yeah. mine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Two worlds colliding that should not, okay? Americas and the English. Perfect segue into talking about Pocahontas. Now, this is one of these... Uh, historical figures who we have gotten wrong throughout the years. Pocahontas was not one of my favorite Disney movies. Pocahontas is a princess that we have gotten wrong. So in a lot of ways, like Disney has created all these princesses, right? We've got Cinderella. That's not based on anyone. So I wasn't like Googling Cinderella, like true story. But Pocahontas, when Pocahontas came out, I was like obsessed. I was like, oh my God, here's an opportunity for me to do what I'd love to do, which is like find out the true story of Pocahontas, this Disney princess who uh, I'm so excited for. And then when I read like the few things I did as a kid, I was like, oh my God, she was 11. Oh my God, she died when she was 22. Oh my God, she never actually was in love with John Smith. And I was like, 
upset. You were a myth mythbuster when you were. A kid. I was you a mythbuster. At, did you yeah. research on Pocahontas <laughs> after watching the movie? I mean, how wrong did Disney get it? Like super wrong. Let's start off by kind of understanding why we even came to this narrative of uh, that that is now like the what's told in 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 this like Disney movie the the story of Pocahontas and, and let's start off by putting up nationalism up on the board According to Camilla Townsend in uh, Smithsonian Magazine, she writes, That story that Pocahontas was head over heels in love with John Smith has lasted for many generations. He mentioned it himself in in the colonial period, as you say. Then it died. But it was born again after the revolution in early 1800s when we really were looking for nationalist stories. Ever since then, it's lived on one form or another, right up the Disney movie and right up to the Disney movie and even today. Some people still think this. I think the reason it's been so popular, not among Native Americans, but among people of the dominant culture, is that it's very flattering to us. The idea is that it uh, this is a, quote, good Indian. She admires the white man, admires Christianity, admires the culture, wants to have peace with these people, is willing to live with these people rather than her own people, marry him rather than one of her own. And the whole idea makes people in white American culture, culture feel good about their own history. That we were not doing anything wrong to the Indians, but really we were helping them and the good ones appreciated. Mm. Uh, mm. So this is where history gets really scary <laughs> to me <laughs> because it's used as a political tool. They start like rewriting stuff. And it's interesting too in hearing that there is this narrative and you see it in the movie a lot, right? Like they pit, it's like the Europeans are, are smart, but they like don't know things about nature. But the the Native Americans are savages is the song as well, right? But Pocahontas is that re- is Wait, person. is that really the song? I forget. Yeah, got, yeah there's savages, a whole song called Savages, Savages. savages. Barely even humans. <laughs> Whoa. They are making out this love story to be like Romeo and Juliet. Like they're these two people who are from different worlds. But really what happened in history was like the oppressor, the colonizers came in, oppressed the Native Americans, like demanded their resources and kidnapped their children. Yeah. And yeah. it's like kind of twisted that anyone made a love story out of that. Yeah. It's like making a love story out of like one of these Stockholm syndrome uh, you oh. know, situations. Should we put Stockholm syndrome? I mean, we haven't gotten yeah, there, but we just can. I mean, put that on the board. <laughs> she I just- did end up like her life did end up kind of it's hard to not see her the thing with. John Smith and all those people when she was 12 not lead to her eventually converting to Christianity and marrying a European guy. Well, it's all it all happens after she's kidnapped. She's in captivity. Right. In the movie, do they combine the character John Rolfe and the character John Smith? No. There's a Pocahontas 2. Yeah. If you can even <laughs> believe it. Straight to and video. Straight to video, and the raccoon has a very big part. <laughs> he has a, it, his role expands in part two. Again, I'm jumping ahead, but it's just so juicy. She does run into John Smith later on in her life. Okay, I we'll mean, get to it. Okay, we're jumping. Okay, I'm getting too excited. Okay, okay. let's Drama. just backtrack one second, because okay. I think one other thing you could put on the board is sort of like, 
I don't know how you would describe this, but mainstream media or uh, the need for a clean narrative. Like there's Ooh, there's, some, there's something about the desire to create a narrative out of this character who, like Amanda was saying, she had no other really choice. They were being oppressed. She basically was in survival mode, right? Yeah. In order to survive, she was like, what do I do to appease these settlers who just seem to be sort of never ending waves of them coming to shore with all kinds of technology and like Disease. they were being overwhelmed. Yeah, exactly. What was that thing we talked about with the lost colony of Roanoke? There was yeah. some language surrounding this there. Oh. Um, I'll look it up, but just for, I just want to clarify. So are we blaming, we're blaming for her death. I think we're blaming for her tragic life that eventually ended in death. We got a double barrel tragedy here. We have the life, the the tragic death of Pocahontas. And then you also have the sort of the racist poetic license taken through history of the retelling of her story. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a double barrel. It's a double whammy. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about colonizing colonialism. And I think up on the board, we should put up colonizers be colonizing, you know? Why were they there in the first place? For our understanding, Powhatans, they have a different way of thinking about land. This is a, a big basis of, of conflict. The Powhatans were, they're a matrilineal society. Their inherit, inheritance and lineage were determined by the mother's line, but men were the ones who held leadership positions. It was customary for the paramount chief to have wives in various tribes, and their children would live with their mother until they were weaned, and then they would go on to live with their father. So the women were in charge of the farming. They farmed the tobacco, the beans, the squash. The men are in charge of hunting, fishing, gathering. Uh, They're the ones who go out into the woods. They're semi-nomadic, semi-permanent. So they essentially set up and farm. And once the land has been depleted of nutrients, that's when they pick up and move. Their land is like the land that they're currently using at the time. So like their house and where they're farming and the woods are like for everyone. Uh, You just don't you don't go around like putting up fences around acres and acres of land and then just like call it your own. According to National Park Service, over time, relations between the Powhatan Indians and the English began to deteriorate. The settlers were aggressive, demanding food that, due to summer droughts, could not be provided. In January of 1609, Captain John Smith paid an uninvited visit to Werawako Moko. And Powhatan uh, reprimanded Smith for English conduct in general, for uh, Smith's own in particular. He he also expressed his desire for peace with the English. Powhatan followed the Powhatan philosophy of gaining more through peaceful and respectful means through war uh, rather than through war and force. We've got two people who are coming from two very different mentalities. And one is going to take advantage of the other. And that's not to say that they weren't... The Powhatans were aware in a lot of ways that they were losing. Does that make any sense? Like, they... It it wasn't like they were... I, I just feel like we talked about this during the Aztec Empire, uh, the fall of the Aztec Empire, where it's like we, we think that they were like, oh, they're gods. Oh, my God. They're, you know, we, they, they, they just kind of like bowed down to them. No, they, they just had different ways of thinking about these concepts. Yeah. To me, it's like I think about our squirrels in the backyard 
and the and then our dogs in the backyard like the dogs can't go into other yards but the squirrels sometimes are in our yard but then they also and eat the nuts out of the trees but then sometimes they go to other yards sure they have different they have they don't understand fences is what you're saying right and and bronco and yogi are like hey and they bark at them they're like get out of our yard oh my god our dogs are colonists (laughs) (laughs) they are i I am most taken with the concept of land i've never thought of it that way of how completely different you know it wasn't about they the land didn't belong to them and that in and of itself is so different from culture that like brings a flag and is just like it's for my queen. <laughs> it's for my queen. Okay. It's for my queen. They're like, what? They're Do like, you mean for your to grow squash? <laughs> yeah. Where is your queen? And she's in Spain. Okay. It's like, what? There's also the uh, the fact the fact that they didn't know how to grow their own food, right? So not only are they coming here and being like, give me your land. But also, give me your food, too. Feed me. <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> there God. are, like, the worst squatters. In, in a way, you know, I read that the Powhatans, like, in various occasions, they were like, okay, we'll teach you how to grow your own food, right? And they're like, no, just give it to, give us yours. <laughs> <laughs> and we also should put up kidnapping a- as a lifestyle, right? Hmm. We could also call it, like, one-upping, but... I, we'll see here. So hubris? Could you say like the hubris of another cult? Like the hubris of just, kidnapping? The hubris of like the of of the colonizers? Yeah, just thinking that everything can and should belong. Oh, to that's them. good. Let's let's put colon, uh, colonizers hubris. So kidnapping is a lifestyle. Let's talk about this. At first, the Powhatans were under the impression that the English were leaving soon. So this is important too. They were like, oh, we're just passing because uh, this is what they had been told by John Smith. And um, they had also had this experience, you know, with the Roanoke colony who had come before. They're, They're not the first ones to, Jamestown isn't the first attempted colony. So they're like, they kind of told them, like, we're, we're just in passing so that they wouldn't be so aggressive towards them. Uh, and so the, the Powhatans are like, OK, well, you're you're temporary. Right. So they're relatively friendly. And, you know, she did share food because they were literally starving. Um, but when this new shipment comes and more resources and weapons get there, the Powhatans begin to realize that the English were there to stay. Right. Based on their prior experience they knew that this was not good and at that point they stopped sharing food this is also around the same time uh, uh, as the drought happens and uh, they said that the only way that they, they would give them food is if they traded it for weapons so they're getting smart to it they're like these guys if if we're gonna stand our ground we're gonna need these weapons that are being brought here to to kind of level out the playing field the english didn't want to do this obviously so the Powhatans begin stealing weapons from the English as a way of self-preservation. And the English, in return, then started kidnapping Powhatan children for ransom. That's about to- even. You stole <laughs> That's what my I'm saying. Gun. Like, like, I think it's called, like, one-upping. Like, the kidnapping lifestyle as a, as a one-upper. This rolls into a copper kettle. Do you guys know about this? No, no but I already us. want to send that goddamn copper kettle to jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so NPS.org. Rumors of the English wanting to kidnap Pocahontas resurfaced, obviously, because she's uh, the daughter of a powerful chief. 
and that that would be that would get them good ransom. That's just me talking. Okay, back to it. So she and Kokoam, uh, Kokoam, her husband, moved to his village. They're, so they're hiding out. While there, Pocahontas gives birth to a son. Then in 1613, the long suspected English plan to kidnap Pocahontas was carried out. Captain Samuel Argall demanded the help of Chief Japazaw. A council was held with the uh, Kikros while words were sent to po- Poetan. Powhatan, sorry. Japazao did not want to give Pocahontas to Argwal. She was his sister-in-law. So this is her husband's brother. However, not agreeing would have meant a certain attack by a relentless Argwal, an attack for which Japazao's people could offer no real defense. Japazao finally chose the lesser of two evils and agreed to Argwal's, Argwal's plan for the good of the tribe. To gain the captain's sympathy and possible aid, Japazao said he feared retaliation from Powhatan. Argwal promised his protection and assured the chief that no harm would come to Pocahontas. Before agreeing, Japazaw made a further bargain with Argal. The captain was to release Pocahontas soon after she was brought aboard the ship. Argal agreed. Japazaw's wife was sent to get Pocahontas. Once Pocahontas was aboard, Argal broke his word, would not release her. Argal handed a copper kettle to Japazaw and his wife for their, quote, help and at and it, this was a way to implicate them in the betrayal. Uh, okay, so he pulled a fast wow. one on them. He put, and uh, honestly, let's face it, they were between a rock and a hard place. It's either give up Pocahontas or I- I endure extreme violence from these settlers. Yeah, I mean, another moment in history where a woman is used as a pawn, mm. uh, you know, to get what you want. And, but Well, this was a, a couple. They're the the husband and his wife. Yeah, but we're using. I'm saying they were using Pocahontas oh, as, a, yeah. as a pawn yes. to like, yes. what do we get? And then also leaving the couple in the dust to kind of be like, well, now you only have we're leaving, right? Because they get on the ship. It's like now you have to deal with your with her dad. Yeah, and create tension there. Got to get Samuel Samuel Argall up on there, right? For we concocting that plan. Yes, and yeah. and and. Arranging for her to be kidnapped. Did they so, just set sail with her? On no. So what happens is that they take her captive. There's differing accounts. Some say that they killed her husband, Kokoam. Uh, Kokoam. Sorry. I think I we don't saying, know. That's just how they say. It I in the thought movie. it was Kokum, but mm, I'm also steady as the beating drum. <laughs> Should I marry Kokoam? <laughs> okay, Kokoam. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. That's probably we could, not. We're probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, we're probably wrong. Now, the son, uh, apparently the son was with another woman, and I believe he survives. Uh, Argyll then takes Pocahontas to Jamestown. Her father. He is told the ransom. He releases these prisoners and and, and pays or or gives them back weapons. But there's some negotiating he has to do. Um, And so they keep Pocahontas. She is then told um, and, 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 and she gets sent to another colony that they're starting upstream, which is Henrico. So here's the thing. So the English try to convince Pocahontas that she's betrayed by her people, right? But from the Powhatan perspective, you know, they have no choice. The English have weapons and they're just like forced into this trap. 
So in a way, they coerced her into becoming like what she eventually became, which is the quote good Indian who adopted Whoa. the because she because she felt betrayed by her tribe. Is that well, what you're saying? we don't know. Oh. That's the thing. Could she have been a secret agent? Could she just been like someone who's? I mean, that would have been a, a really smart tactical move. Your uh, dad oh, could, doesn't wait, want you anymore. She, like wait, no one cares about you. Well, that, maybe you, that's Stockholm syndrome, right? right. Did she just uh, like? Oh, but you're alleging Rebecca that she went unmarried, went undercover to like report back to her. Yes, because she still had contact with mm. uh, the Powhatans. Because when she goes to something they don't talk about is when she goes back to London after she's married, she they send like twelve or something uh, prominent Powhatan uh, people on that ship. To go with her. Mm. So like oh, to like a, a, as as to like essentially bring back intel. But oh. the reason they're doing it's complicated because then the reason they're sending this group of 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 Native Americans to London, it, it's this whole ploy from the Virginia Company, which we should also put up on the board I'm with you. I think the Virginia <laughs> Company with they're the ones who yeah. are doing this like PR stunt, essentially being like, look, they like us. They're so nice to us. Go to Virginia. You, you don't. You don't have to be afraid of them. It was a PR ploy. She. So she becomes, in my mind, that's fascinating and a way more interesting story than just like falling in love with a blonde dude. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> is she who, who's she working for? Is she a double agent? Is she a just a secret agent? Is like, and is or is she just making the best of a bad situation? And now let's take a quick break to speak with Professor Camilla Townsend. History professor at Rutgers University, specializing in indigenous peoples of the Americas and author of Pocahontas and the Powhatan Dilemma. Let's hear what she has to say. What is the likelihood that Pocahontas was a secret informant for her people? I think it's extremely unlikely either that she was an informant in in any kind of formalized sense or that she suffered from the Stockholm Syndrome. Um, it is certainly true that while she was living amongst the English and after she was married to an Englishman, that her people would have wanted to get information from her, just like the English also wanted to get information from her. And it certainly would have been her role to be an intermediary, to try to help the two sides to understand each other. That is what high-born Native brides did when they married with the enemy. That was the whole point of marrying with the enemy, to try to bring some mutual understanding um, so if we think of her as a formalized spy, I think it's inaccurate. But if we think of her as an intermediary who was doing her best to help create mutual understanding, then then that makes sense. It's it's what she would have been raised to do, in effect. Listen to our full interview with Professor Camilla Townsend on Thursday's Aftermath episode. Now back to our conversation. We do need to get John Smith up on the board. Very important. Actually, let's let's talk about her dad first. Okay. I can already tell you I'm not going to send him to jail, but let's just put him up on the board <laughs> so we can talk about him. Uh, Daddy's betrayal. So according to NPS.org, a devastating blow had been dealt to Powhatan, and he fell into a deep depression. His advisors advised retaliation, 
But Powhatan refused. Ingrained cultural guidelines stressed peaceful solutions. Besides, he did not want to risk Pocahontas being harmed. He felt compelled to choose the path that best ensured his daughter's safety. While in captivity, Pocahontas too became deeply depressed, but submitted to the will of her captors. Being taken captive was not foreign, as it took place between tribes as well. Pocahontas would have known how to handle such a situation, to be cooperative. She was cooperative for the good of her people and as means of survival. She was taught English ways, especially the settlers' religious beliefs, and her captors insisted her father did not love her and told her so continuously. Overwhelmed, Pocahontas suffered a nervous breakdown, and the English asked that her sister be sent to care for her. Her sister, Matachana, Matachana, who was accompanied by her husband, was sent. Pocahontas confided to Matachana that she had been raped and that she thought she was pregnant. Hiding her pregnancy was the main reason Pocahontas was moved to Henrico after only about three months at Jamestown. Um, so, and, and, and it goes on, as we know, she then, uh, she's continued to be essentially lied to by the English, told that her husband, her father doesn't want to pay for her ransom, wasn't want to agree to the terms. He doesn't love her, yada, yada, yada. Eventually she says, okay, I'm gonna marry this guy. I'm gonna marry him. Wow. And she converts to Christianity. What we've been talking about makes me wonder, like, if and when she has any agency at all. And I guess her kind of taking something into her hands is like, all right, I'll marry this guy and, like, try to create peace. But it's still under the pretense of being lied to that her father doesn't. And, like, how that lie kind of sets her up to make all of these decisions. Now, let's also put John Smith up on the board. Smith is obviously central in involving Pocahontas with the English. Perhaps if there was no Smith, Pocahontas would have lived a quiet life. Smith and, of course, colonialism entering into the picture really through Pocahontas's life into a whirlwind. After he leaves Jamestown, this is where it gets juicy. According to NPS.org, Smith had not forgotten about Pocahontas and had even written a letter to Queen Anne describing all she had done to help the English in Jamestown's early years. Pocahontas had been in England for months, though, but before Smith visited her. He wrote that she was overcome with emotion that she could not speak and turned away from him. Upon gaining her composure, Pocahontas reprimanded Smith for the manner in which he had treated her father and her people. She reminded him how po- Powhatan had welcomed him as, her, as a son, how Smith had called him father. Pocahontas, a stranger in England, felt she should call Smith father. Felt she should call Smith father. When Smith refused to allow her to do so, she became angry and reminded him how he had not been afraid to threaten every one of her people except for her. She said the settlers had reported Smith had died after his accident, but the Powhatans uh, had suspected otherwise, as your countrymen will lie much, quote. So it's not the first time that Smith had written about being saved by a woman of status that he had been smitten with. So he apparently writes in his memoirs or in his journals that are published a couple of times, different incidences where like these women of status save his life. For some reason, this is really making me laugh about like him sitting and like making his life seem interesting with his little quill and like making something up as arbitrary and uh, like what a goober. (laughs) 
Well, that's yeah, right. Or, or am I, or am I, or am I off base to think no. like, what a bizarre, no. what like a bizarre a, a like game. Yeah. Like of like, and then she said, it's a cake. And then she <laughs> saved me. I want to hear the other stories. They're all I the Disney too. movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Moana. Now I want to throw something up on the board that one of our listeners recommended. And this is a repeat listener, but Hey, they keep giving us really good stuff. <laughs> At how Chris sit? I'm saying that wrong. But Chris, our listener Chris, says white savior complex mm. should be thrown up on the board. He and he says it's got to be white savior complex for me. That European colonialist mindset of helping quote savages live a better life by Eurocentric standards, of course, by taking her from her culture, trotting her around London to get folks to buy into the civilized quote, savage trope, encompasses all of our faves. Paternalistic white supremacy, racism, sexism, misogyny, classist thinking, they're uh, all there in the white savior complex. So I thought that was a really good point. That's great. And of course, if you'd like your idea to be considered, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Every Wednesday we post asking for suggestions so you could be shouted out on the next episode. That's right. And I know I said I'm only picking one, but this was also really a really good point. I thought this is at Linz Olson. And uh, Linz Olson says, going to throw a, a long shot out there, but Bermuda. Now, a group of settlers, including John Rolfe, were on their way to Jamestown and crashed and got stuck in Bermuda for uh, around a year. Rolfe's daughter and his wife ended up dying in Bermuda. This is before he marries Pocahontas. And eventually, when Rolfe and his group left Bermuda, they were the saviors of the Jamestown colony, who were desperately starving and saved by the hogs from Bermuda. So the Bermudians were the saviors to the overall Jamestown colony, and then obviously, James Rolfe married Pocahontas. So I think she's pointing blame at the Bermudians. <laughs> well, <laughs> inter- they hadn't been so generous and nice. <laughs> yeah, to help that, them. Also, and Jamestown would have gone under. They would have starved. Also, if his wife hadn't died, he wouldn't have been single to take her to Europe. Incredible point, Chloe. What an <laughs> incredible point. And you know, just Should I want to blame death. I want to just say this because I think it's important. Like there's a lot of history happening here right now. Jamestown, if if you recall, this is the point where they're starving. Um, This is the point where they, there are accounts of cannibalism that happened in Jamestown. And then that's when the, you know, there's only like, by the time that ship that uh, Linz Olsen is talking about gets to Jamestown. There's only like 60 people left out of the, you know, whatever, 200 that they left behind. We need to put John Rolfe up on the board. And the the reason I want to put him up on the board is because it's unclear. You know, everyone says that they possibly were in love. It's possible that he and Pocahontas were in love. Now, here's the thing. Rolfe shows up with these seeds of tobacco and he starts growing like a little patch of tobacco and it's pretty good tobacco. He gets these seeds, I think from Trinidad or somewhere in the Caribbean. And the, the, the native Americans in that area were already growing tobacco, but their seed of tobacco wasn't very, uh, pleasant, I guess, to the English. It was, I guess, a little more bitter. The one that Ralph brings is really good, but he doesn't know. Again, remember, they don't know how to farm. They don't know how to grow things. So it's very convenient that all of a sudden 
He falls in love with Pocahontas, who knows how to grow tobacco, and he then starts growing this tobacco, which becomes the crash cash crop mm. of the new colony. Virginia Company then all of a sudden is happy for the first time because they're about to make a lot of money, and it's all thanks to his wife. This is sort of lends me, this is sort of similar to my theory that Rebecca only married me because I know how to work the circuit breaker, like when the lights, <laughs> when the lights go out. So you think you're Pocahontas and you in think I'm way, Rolf I, in this scenario? I haven't, pro- I haven't proven that out, but I, I just have this sneaking suspicion that it just sort of all boils down to that. <laughs> so I think perhaps we put tobacco too up on the board. It is addictive. <laughs> would it would it be crazy big picture like Chloe? Come on, reel it in. But to put like Christopher Columbus on there, <laughs> throw him on there. Too big Discovering picture. the new world. Yeah, he brought well, all. It's too much. Well, I like it. No, I like it. Put Let's put there. it in. Put him on. I'm, I've been trying to get him in the slammer. Oh my Should god! We put Walt yeah. Disney up there. I mean, yeah. if, the, if, if, yeah. if Disney hadn't made Pocahontas, would it be? Was when, isn't there another opportunity to make the legend of Pocahontas like a more interesting, dynamic, truthful tale about the person that actually existed, as opposed to just sort of like a love story? Yeah, yeah. Okay, before we start knocking people off the list, we just have to take this quick break, and then we'll get to it. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all have stress and anxiety we carry around as we go about our everyday life. At The Alarmist, we know it's always better to say it out loud and talk it through. Whenever I stress about the sinking of the Titanic, I don't sit with those thoughts in a dark room. I turn on the lights and dive right into it. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and work through what's really going on. Maybe you can't stop spiraling or catastrophizing. I started therapy over 10 years ago and never looked back. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Heck, we sometimes change our minds and rethink the verdict at The Alarmist. And that's also okay when it comes to therapists. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Alarmist today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Alarmist. Okay, who's to blame for the death of Pocahontas? Is it nationalism, Stockholm syndrome, racist poetic license, colonizers, colonizers be colonizing, kidnapping as a lifestyle, hubris of the English colonizers, the copper kettle, Samuel Argwal. I think it's Argall. Argall, Sam, Argall, yeah. Samuel Argall, Virginia Company, John Smith, Chief Powhatan. White Savior Complex, Bermuda, John Rolfe, Tobacco, Christopher Columbus, or Walt Disney. <laughs> okay, what a list. The baby. big uh, swing and a miss on Christopher Columbus. It is so out there. Okay. <laughs> um, first, th- first one we're taking off is Chief Powhatan. Okay? okay. Yeah. He's not no. getting any blame for this. He was doing what he could, trying to figure it all out. And I think it's safe to say we can take Walt Disney off of the board because we're not really um, we're not really blaming right now the the narrative that comes afterward. Right. We are, are focusing on her life so we can take Walt Disney off. OK, he 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 she predates him. Also, if I'm correct, colors of the wind holds up. You- I, I love color and I love Vanessa Williams. Oh my God, what a voice. <laughs> um, and sorry, did you say you wanted to take off to the same effect racist poetic license if we're not going down that road? Oh, yeah, it's a bummer. I mean, I'm glad we talked about it and it's, it's, uh, it's not okay. It's a big, uh, lame part of the story. I just hate that this is, it just makes me so frustrated that we have it all wrong and all of these people are uh, you know aiding in 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 the 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 wrong narrative being told over and over okay well let's leave it on for now maybe it gets a finger wag (laughs) okay i like i got i got agitated and amanda was like okay we'll leave it i'm not gonna push (laughs) you we don't need to get get worked up steam started coming out of our ears (laughs) which brings us to the copper kettle (laughs) <laughs> oh, no. i love this transition glowy <laughs> i think that we can well the copper kettle i guess the it was the lie it was the kidnapping and i do think that that was a pivotal moment for pocahontas so perhaps that is well the copper kettle was was the more- betrayal well, yeah, but that wasn't. I, I mean, mean, not I think really you would lay the that betrayal. at the feet of he, the copper kettle gets rolled into um, Argall. Argall, yeah, yeah. okay, his plan. That's and good. His sort of okay, and, and I'll just say this because uh, the copper kettle to me represents the sort of trickery of mm-hmm. the English. Yes. You know, so I could see a world if we narrow in on perhaps nationalism or something. Maybe the copper kettle's the figurehead. I just say. Right, but sure. I'll take it's it symbolic. Off. It's symbolic for sure. But mm-hmm. you're right, Samuel Argall. He is he's really what we're focusing on because he devises the whole plan to kidnap her. 
But that goes into the kidnapping lifestyle. <laughs> should, should we <laughs> wrap him into the... That the English have, have, have just like decided that's their... That's how they're going to do things here. Is that also part of colonizers be colonizing? Mm. Yeah, I feel like we could wrap Samuel and kidnapping as a lifestyle into colonizers be colonizing. (laughs) But don't you think that like not did all I don't know if all colonizers were kidnapping. I don't know if that was like a style that was particular. God forbid we add we paint them all as kidnappers. (laughs) The, kid, the kidnapping as a lifestyle, okay, so maybe it's something like, like the kidnapping as a lifestyle was because there were no sort of whatever you'd call them, police or regu- there was no way to sort of like. Um, there were no regulators. Justice there was no uh, in any way. There was no middle sort of party. Like, yeah, well, there's no justice system, right? There was sure. just like these colonizers and these people who they didn't. You know, and they they were just come from two different stories, whatever. So I think you could just wrap that into colonizing. Like if you're not going to colonize a land that is already sort of not claimed, but sort of there has inhabitants on it, like the, the new the new people there should be willing to adjust and because there's conflict lol, between lol them. lol <laughs> but just like the, the nature of the conflict the fact that there's a conflict between them is is in you know it's just only because cololonizers are there okay that's okay true. yeah yeah so all right, I'll take kidnapping kidnapping off also I think back then like kidnapping was a strangely political tactic that was used yeah and now that I'm thinking about it Pocahontas knew how to act when being kidnapped because the they it was common amongst the tribes as well. <laughs> and then and to that effect, Samuel Argyll, do we want to wrap him up into colonizers as well? Well, let's leave him on a little bit longer and maybe take, uh, well, no, we can't take John Smith. We could take Bermuda, John Rolfe, and tobacco off of the list, I think. And how about Christopher because Columbus? That came out afterward, as well. Yes, yeah. we can take him off. A little too broad. A little too. I went too big. <laughs> but you know, if he hadn't, if he hadn't done his thing, then we wouldn't be here. Ex- you know. Yeah, well, that's, that's why I think maybe the Big Bang. We should put the Big Bang <laughs> <on> there. <laughs> All those gases uh, don't pop. You know, we could also put droughts no up universe. on the board. If there hadn't been a drought, mm. you know, they could have kept. But, oh yeah, that's true. Well, well. We still have nationalism, which I think we can take off the board because I like racist poetic license a little bit more. Stockholm Syndrome, that came after. I'm seeing the kidnapping as this pivotal point. What do you guys think? Like the moment where she gets taken by the English. I think you're right because also there's so much conjecture. We do not know. There's just a big question mark on like whether or not she was forced into this marriage, whether or not she really wanted to go. Was she a agent, a double agent? Like there's a lot of speculation. So maybe Stockholm syndrome, we can take off. Yeah. A little too certain. Yeah. I keep coming back to the Virginia company because I feel like they were such a huge part of like, because John Smith, right? He said, let's do a trade. We'll give them weapons and then we'll get food. And they said, no. And then that was a turning point where then, you know, the, the Powhatan, is that my pronouncing that correctly? Powhatan, yeah. Powhatan was like, well, then we're not going to give you food, you psychos. And I feel like that is then where all this conflict arose, just out of not wanting to give weapons. Or is that, but is is that too, 
too small. Well, I I think there's something interesting to that, though, because that's sort of where this like distrust between the settlers, the colonizers and the Powhatans sort of began. Right. Like because I think that's an important moment, too, when they started to one up each other. It's like that seeds a distrust. And something that's interesting is that the Virginia company is not there. So they're giving orders right. all the way from England. So they don't mm. know what it's like to actually like work deals with the you know Native Americans that were there. Right. They're just saying like they're being like, no, you can't give them guns. So and, starve also like so you guys yeah. figure it out and starve. And, and so why don't we wrap up John Smith into the Virginia Company? Because I, I just don't think John Smith is really to blame. He's, yeah, he's more responsible for, like, bad fan fiction years after the fact. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> like, I need to read this stuff. I'm sorry. Can I call him a loser? Yeah, it, like, yeah, yeah. Like, He's a loser, <laughs> he's right? He's a total <laughs> loser. 20 years later, she loved me. Like, what? Are she you... was 11. Yeah, loser. you... <laughs> Get away. Oh, my God. He's probably like, I want my letters to be found, so then they think that I had a lover. Like, it's so strange and... Yeah. Whatever weirdo so what do we think now about samuel argall he devised this very mean plan he to did get her and he did and, and he did and he was successful right yeah and then she became she He's, adopted english and lied to uh, like allied to her about her dad adopted english what culture or like you know yeah yeah she converted yeah. and then married someone that took her away and then she now, got sick for me, it's like him and the Virginia Company, to be honest, because I don't think we're going for RPL in this episode. No. And I think colonizers, it's like we've been there, done that, even though we know that was a problem. <laughs> yeah. And then the white savior complex is interesting because it definitely is at play here. But I'm always so suspicious that these colonizers even really believe that or if they're just out for financial gain. There you go. And right. then, then yep. there goes the big C, the two big C's, capitalism, capitalism. Yep. and Clayton, Clayton, who always brings up... I thought you were say Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> no. Capitalism yeah. Virgi- is a big Virginia- one. Yeah, the Virginia Company as sort of like a, an mm-hmm. example of... Yeah. So what do you think about sending... Oof. I might do this. Samuel Argall to the Alarmist Jail and giving Virginia Company the big slack. Wow. The Virginia Company was at the top of my hit list from the second we started. I think wow. they they are the turning point, I think, of where they turned. They made it bad. And I think remembering that they're in in England calling the shots and have no idea what's actually happening on the ground well, I, I don't think this was your intention, but you've already you've changed my mind. Oh. And I think that I'm going to call it Samuel Argall. You're getting the big slap. Virginia Company, you're going to the alarmist jail. Wow. Wow. Shackle up. That wasn't even my intention. I know, Chloe. but you made a really good point. <laughs> Chloe, don't run your mouth in front of the alarmist. She <laughs> might, she's liable to do anything at any time. Anyway, Chloe, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of the tragic life of Pocahontas. Thank you so much. I now, I mean, thank you for allowing me to see the error of Disney's ways. <laughs> yeah. And but now, the real story. Cue colors of the wind. Yeah. Cue colors of the wind. <laughs> Thank you. 
after Pocahontas' death. Disney's Pocahontas features a romantic relationship between Pocahontas and John Smith. That is not accurate. According to Camilla Townsend in Smithsonian Magazine, she says, I think there's more to learn about Pocahontas' story in the sense that it would help modern politics if more people understood what Native peoples really went through both at the time of conquest and then in the years after. There's so strong a sense in our country, at least in some places among some people, that somehow Native Americans and other disempowered people had it good. They're the lucky ones with special scholarships and special status. This is very, very far from a reflection of their real historical experience. Once you know about the actual history of what these tribes have been through, it's sobering. And one has to reckon with the pain and the loss that some people have experienced far more than others over the last five generations or so. I think it would be very helpful, both Native and mainstream culture, if more people understood what Native experience was really like, both at the time of the conquest and since. Vote for who you think is to blame by going to thealarmistpodcast.com. Follow us at the Alarmist the on Twitter, at the Alarmist Podcast on Instagram, or email us at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing a listener recommendation, The Killing of Cecil the Lion. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.